This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Drives on Iguodala, stops in traffic, hook pass inside, rotated up top, Washington for three, no good. Ball rebounded by Draymond, just went up and got it. Finding Peyton on the break, goes up and jammed it right on top of Oubre. Wow. And that gets the crowd going here at Chase Center. There it was, the Gary Payton, the second game. GP2, the young glove. It was his night at Chase Center tonight. Really good game for the Warriors. I mean, started a little rocky, obviously, trailing for a lot of the first half. Turned it over early. I mean, turnovers tell the story of this team almost every night, it seems. And in that respect tonight, it was sort of a tale of two halves or a tale of the first 20 minutes and then the next 28 minutes. Ten turnovers in the first 20 minutes, six over the next 28, and that was the difference in the game. The Warriors turned it on. Gary Payton, the second, impacts basketball games. That's what he does. And if you had any doubts about that 15th roster spot, hopefully what we've seen from him so far this season has erased those doubts. I mean, for me, I never had doubts, and I think we're seeing why. 888 the GP2 game ends in a 114-92 win over the Charlotte Hornets. A good Charlotte Hornets team. Maybe not great, but good. And GP2 affected the game with defense on LaMelo Ball, among others. GP2 affected the game on offense with hustle, with good cuts. I mean, the, the guy all year, really. Every time he comes in the game, and tonight he didn't hit his threes, but I don't believe he'd missed in his first handful of attempts this year. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. He was a he was a 100% three-point shooter coming into tonight. Not that it was that many attempts, but, but nevertheless, Gary Payton II has been exactly what you'd want your 15. I mean, he's 100% worth the extra few million it costs to sign him to a minimum deal for that 15th roster spot. 
he's a guy that even if you're not going to play him the way you did tonight and, you know, tonight, 14 points, five boards, had an assist in there as well, three steals and a block, 17 minutes. I mean, even if you're not going to play him the 17 minutes, he has shown us this year that he can play a total of one minute. You know, come in at the end of the second, end of the third quarters for 30 seconds each and affect a game. And tonight was another great example of that. He, he affects the basketball game. And really, that's all you can ask, especially, especially of a 15th man. You're not going to get too much time, kids. So in the time you're in there, find a way to have a positive impact in the basketball game. That's what Gary Payton II does. That's what you can do here on the Warrior Wrap-Up Show. I'm Matt Kolsky. Our phone number, 888-957-9570. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. The number is the same. Kelly I-B-E-W Uber got Ubered by the glove's son. I don't know what that means exactly, but I like the sound of it. It rolls off the tongue. The mitten funk dunk tonight, LOL. I uh, I watched the post game with Bonte and Darrell Wright, and, and they talked to Gary Payton the second, and he prefers young glove. So that's what we're going to go with here, the young glove getting it done tonight. If you want to talk about it, holler at me, 888-957-9570, because it wasn't just the young glove tonight. Uh, that was that was the beautiful thing about tonight's game. It was it was a picture of a lot of things that are right about this Warrior team. And like I said, that first half, first 20 minutes anyway, it was a picture of some of the things that were wrong and have been wrong throughout the season with this Golden State Warriors team. They, they turned the ball over too much. Look, Steph, Steph was pretty bad shooting the ball tonight, but of course has another game where he finds a way to contribute positively. Nine assists, eight boards. He did again, though, turn the ball over four times. And three from Draymond. And for each of them, a couple of those were early turnovers on careless, I don't even know what to call them, overly aggressive circus plays. They're not even exactly circus plays. That's over. That's over. Over dramatizing the situation, but the just the the either ill-timed or ill-advised full court transition passes. Their one-handed lob passes across the court, and when those hit, they're a ton of fun, and they they make a great highlight. But I don't think the hit rate is high enough. 650 texter, the Lakers can have Baysmore. Give me the young glove. Yes, sir. 925 texter saying the mitten is the name. No, no. You, the, I, again, Bonte and Darrell Wright literally asked him on the postgame show tonight, and Gary Payton II himself said he prefers young glove. So we're going with young glove. Sorry. The mitten is cute, but he's too good for that now. The mitten was a cute nickname for him when he was like a fringe player, a G League player. Gary Payton the second's an NBA player, and I think you you know you certainly saw it tonight. But again, 
I think you've seen it all year. You know what he re- he reminds me of like a really high level lefty reliever in the in Major League Baseball. Almost the kind that the, the old school loogie that would come in for one hitter sometimes. Just come in and get this one big lefty out. Because you don't have, I mean, and look, if you can come in and get three out sometimes too, great. And that's what Gary Payton did tonight, maybe even more like six. But most of the time we're going to use you in specific situations to accomplish a specific goal, and boy, is he good at that goal. He harasses a ball handler as much as anyone. You know, we raved when we talked about the Kings. We raved about the potential and the defensive ability already of of Davion Mitchell. And Gary Payton II, obviously he's older and more experienced, but he plays the same sort of in-your-shirt defense. You know, it's not the same potential-wise, because at 27, 28, whatever he is, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of development left with Gary Payton II, but at his peak, if that's where he is, he's an NBA player who can help your team, make an impact on a regular basis, even when he's not playing 17 minutes in a night. But tonight, he was spectacular. Jordan Poole obviously had a really good night, and look, there's some... I said this the other night when it didn't go well. There's some heat checks when he's not even hot. That's It happens sometimes. It's part of the Jordan Poole experience, at least for now. He's still only 21. But 31 points tonight, 11 of 21 from the field, 7 of 16 from three. Just an awesome night for Jordan Poole. And honestly, I mean, look, he had four steals, so it's easy to say he had a good defensive night. But I thought from the beginning of the game, you could see that Jordan Poole's energy, effort, and focus defensively was on point. And, and look, LaMelo has been bad on the road a lot. But if you look at all of the guards who played in tonight's game, from Ball and Rozier to, you know, Ish Smith, Kelly Oubre, All these dudes had rough nights shooting the ball, and I really think the guard defense, which is a combination of guys, you know, it's a little bit of Iguodala and Juan and D. Lee off the bench, and of course Gary Payton. It's a little bit of Steph Curry just being his normal, solid, if not spectacular self on defense, but it's also Jordan Poole being locked in defensively. I really thought it was noticeable tonight. 510 Texter says Chase Center is going to be the best home court all season. I don't know about that, but I do think it's a good one. I'm not sure we've totally had the ultimate Steph explosion to really get Chase Center going the most nuts. But that'll come. And so far, it's been pretty loud. I mean, they it got loud for GP2 tonight. 415 texter, four days off, showed up in the first half, but an upcoming trap game against New Orleans. Hopefully they'll take care of business. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, could be a trap game. Could be, I suppose. That's a terrible team in New Orleans, uh, and the, the Zion situation's a real problem. That's... That's something they got to deal with, but that's their problem. 
tonight, a, a really good outing for the Warriors. Really good outing. Gary Payton II proving his worth. I, I, I also just think, so one of the first things I wrote down in my notes tonight and if you want to jump in on the Warrior conversation, 888-957-9570, give us a call or a text. But one of the first things I wrote in my notes was, ah, man, you know, there goes Andrew Wiggins killing the ball movement. Um, and it's something that I've been – it's been nagging at me early in the season, but I haven't wanted to to, to crush the guy for it because it's early in the season. And, and – you know, though a team even acknowledged that he was still getting into shape and so on and so forth. And almost as soon as I wrote that down, it just became a a different looking and much better game for Andrew Wiggins. Where not only and I guess this was more in the second half, but even a little bit in the second quarter, he just became more involved in the ball movement. He became more involved in the driving and kicking. Which there there were some possessions, particularly in that third quarter as they were going on runs, where the ball was hopping around. Multiple guys were driving and kicking and finding a better shooter. And it kept ending up. And look, part of this is Charlotte is is another team that they faced here that if you just run a competent ball movement offense for long enough <laughs> They will break down defensively almost every time, and you will get an open shot or layup almost every time. And and that was happening for some stretches, that and transition points in that third quarter. And it just, when Wiggins also really gets in that flow of the ball hopping and different guys driving and kicking to open shooters, the whole thing just starts to feel like the good old days. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and there were some moments in that quarter even where, you know, Jordan Poole or Gary Payton missed a three that felt like it would have just put the game entirely away, you know, exploded the building, all that stuff. And they missed it, but but it still feels like – and look, they pulled away later, no big deal, 22-point win. But it feels like as those guys get more used to those opportunities and start to knock them down more. And, and when Clay Thompson returns, this thing has a chance to just be flowing at a level where the Warriors really hop up into, as, as a nine, two, five texter says, and, and uh, the soundboard non-operational at the moment, but maybe Sterling can help me out. We're going to be championship. We're going to be championship. I don't know if that's true, but look, I, I think this team can really compete at that level, at the we're in the hunt level. just and, and the fact that they're this frisky, that's a relatively easy win when they sort of lock in against a relatively good team. 888-957-9570 is the phone number if you want to get in and comment on it. Let's go to Eugene coming out of Chase Center. Well, what would you think seeing things in person tonight, Eugene? Uh, man, that was good. It was like a, it was a really good win, and I, I say that because it was interesting. I've been to a lot of Warrior games, and like it was pretty quiet. Like there wasn't a standout. I mean, there was a Gary Payton dunk that kind of like caught everyone off guard in the beginning, but it was a really quiet win because there wasn't a really spectacular like Curry flurry or I know Jordan Poole hit some shots, but 
I thought that was really encouraging that like we can finally win these type of games where we don't need literal magic from Steph to carry this team. So that was a really big uh, upside. It's one game, but man, if Clay comes back and he can start, the idea of a backcourt with Gary Payton and Jordan Poole going against second Uden guys, like, man, that makes me salivate. Just like Gary just hounding someone and just Jordan just dropping shots. So I'm really excited, and I got to give the front office a a shout-out. I I was down on them for a while. I thought them picking Gary over AB was a bad move, pissing off Steph. But, hey, like Draymond says, give Bob some mother-effing credit. Yeah, man, somebody give Bob some bleeping credit. We're going to be championship. Thank you, Sterling. I appreciate your hard work. I tried. <laughs> all right. Nice, nice. I, all of all, all of what he just said, all of what Eugene just said to me is, I mean, I don't, I don't think I ever gave the front office as much of a hard time, but I think they understood better what they were and what would help going into this offseason, understood better than they had in the past and better than any of us. You know, I can't say I thought this was the best offseason or or an ideal offseason, and maybe it still wasn't ideal, but it was awfully good. You know, we'll see, but my feeling is with Clay and Wiseman, this has a chance to be a team that's as good as anybody. Why not? I just don't see the other team that's so prohibitively good as to make the Warriors not a legit contender. 888-957-9570 is the phone number if you want to react to this win. Someone did text in, and I... Maybe it's a joke, you know, you can't read tone on the text line, but should we be concerned about Steph? Because, you know, yeah, it's it's, it's an off night. Um... In a word, no, 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 no. We should not be concerned about Stephen Curry. Wardell Stephen Curry the third, third, is fine. He he is still <laughs> averaging ridiculous numbers, even with a couple of big off nights, and. I guess he didn't have an incredible night against OKC either. But, you know, we're still very early in the season. And and I'll say this. This is what has made this team good and, and able to win in games when Steph hasn't been particularly good. And I, I sort of take the two OKC wins out of that, even though he wasn't great in those. Because, I mean, who cares? But opening night, Steph was not good against the Lakers at Staples, which is uh, often the case for some unknown reason. And they win. And then tonight against a pretty good Charlotte team, he was not good and they win. And I think what that is is he's not good. Look, when Steph is good, he's good despite the fact that the other team is double and triple teaming him all night. When he's not good, it's because the other team is double and triple teaming him all night, and it, and it falls on his teammates who are going to be wide the hell open. It falls on them to make up for Steph's struggles, and, and that's the difference this year is his teammates are up to the challenge. 888-957-9570. Let's go to Filmo Mike. What's up, Filmo? 
Yo, what's poppin', Koski? Sterling in the back doing his thing. Appreciate him. But anyway, yeah. man, great win. Uh, GP2, uh, GP2 did his thing. Young Gloves did his thing, man. And uh, I love Jordan Poole's game. Uh, two things that I noticed. I didn't realize how long Otto Porter was. Yeah. Very, very long. And, and also, uh, Jordan Poole, you could tell he, like, really watches Steph every move. Yes. Because, like, even, like, when he celebrates, he kind of celebrates like <laughs> Steph a little bit. Like, I, I've seen some little glimpses of uh, Steph Curry in his celebrations. He didn't do none of the dance or shake it, but when he was screaming and yelling and uh, – I think he did. He was, like, yelling to the crowd, like, put your head, like, you know, stand up, stand up. Let's make some noise. I, I thought that was really interesting. Have a great show, brother. Thank you, sir. And, and yeah, some of those, some of the threes he hit tonight, Jordan Poole, they were on exactly, like, late second quarter, on and off the ball, they were doing Steph stuff with Jordan Poole. He was running off the multiple screens, Draymond screening for him, and just in general looking for him the way he does for Steph. Even at some points when Steph was in the game. And look, you know, again, it he's not going to be exactly Steph or exactly Clay, but if he's a real threat, which he looks like he can be, then it it has the same or a similar effect to having Clay on the floor. You know, I it, it just and and by the same token, you know, Steph is always going to make things easier on guys like Jordan Poole. And the question is, can he take advantage? Four one five Texter says GP two a one man four to six point swing. Dub score three GP two steal dub score three six point swing. It, it's really it's that's what I'm saying. He impacts the basketball game, whether it's scoring or defense or, or that's pretty much it. Those are more or less the two things. He's, he's just a guy who finds a way to be of, of, of impact. I don't know how better to say it. Like, usually when you talk about an impact player, you're talking about a leader, a star, a, a, a high-level player a player who's going to play most of the game and have the game run through him and obviously that's not what Gary Payton the second is but he's I think describing him as an impact player in a certain way is perfect because that's he's not that superstar impact player he's a guy who in very small moments normally but occasionally in in more significant reserve role like tonight he finds ways to impact the game like his impact per 48 or whatever, his impact per minute would have to be one of the best in the league, I would guess. 888-957-9570 if you want to talk some GP2 on Warrior Wrap-Up. Mike in San Francisco. What's happening, Mike? What's up, Kolsky? Uh, another impressive uh, win tonight. Especially the defense in the second half uh, really just locked down the Hornets and really put that to bed. That's the type of uh, fanatical defense you need to see 
uh, to win games. So far, the Warriors uh, locking in, uh, especially at home court, where you want to take care of business uh, against a certain uh, good Charlotte team. But you mentioned also, I think the, the, the strength and numbers mentality has got to be huge for this team because one thing I'm loving more than anything this year is they're not so step-reliant. If Curry doesn't uh, go off, you know, like 40-plus for every game last year, we know how great he is, but you can't continually count on that to happen. And these other guys are showing out, and you're going to need depth, and that's the reason why, like a team like the Bucks last year won, because you're inevitably going to have injuries, and other guys got to be able to perform, especially your bench guys. And uh, Poole, uh, I love what he did tonight, finally broke out that middle mini slump. He's got to be huge here until Clay gets back. And then uh, my guy uh, off the bench, D. Lee, I uh, love what he's doing, man. This guy's been just stable, steady, much better upgrade over Uber. And then you mentioned GP2. This guy is showing himself to be a legit NBA player and uh, deserves all the time he's going to record. And you mentioned when you get to, when you're a guy trying to make it in the league, you want to show your worth and whatever that takes, offensive rebound, uh, steals, the hustle on the fourth, and GP2 does all that. So, this is what this team needs, man. Straight in numbers mentality. And you're not going to be so reliant Curry if he doesn't go off like last year, all of last year. You're not going to win games. So this is what they're going to look for. The Warriors keep this up, man. They're as good as any team in the West. And uh, looking forward. And, and hopefully Wiseman comes back and Clay comes back. Who's to say there's not better than any team in the West? Because Utah doesn't scare me. Or anybody else. Lakers are uh, 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 struggles. So uh, those are the two main teams. And Denver, whoever. So those are my thoughts. I, I totally agree. And that's not to say that, oh, man, the Warriors are better than all these teams. No. But they're right there. They're right in the conversation. There's no reason they can't beat any of those teams any given night. And I don't mean that in, like, in a any given Sunday in the NFL, any team can win kind of way. I mean, there's no reason that if things break the right way health-wise, and that includes the guys coming back, Look, the Warriors have not needed to make use of their young players thus far, which gives them some leeway if they're continuing to play this well when James Wiseman does come back, hopefully in the next few weeks. They can sort of figure out, okay, we're going we're gonna to be able to sort of cruise through this and, and we'll give James some opportunities here and there. And if it works, great. We got some size we can play with. If not, you know, we're rolling. Let's just... Let's keep rolling with what we're rolling with. We're going to keep up the conversation and, and also hear from head coach Steve Kirk coming up next on the postgame show. Hop in line. 888-957-9570 is our phone number. You can also shoot us a text at that number. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and be back with more Warrior Wrap-Up. I'm Matt Kolsky. You are listening to the Warriors flagship radio station, 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Pool goes to work on Rozier. Drives middle, finds the cutter. It's Curry. Catch and shoot three in the corner. No good tip by Wiggins. Grabbed by Peyton the second. Goes back up and scores. Timeout, Charlotte. 4.02 to go, the Warriors up 11. Gary Payton the second has a new career high of 14 points. Uh, this, is, this is why I'm here, this is what I'm here for, you know, just to come in, uh, spark, you know, spark whatever we need to spark on defense man, to get us going. You know, our, our offense is, we can do anything. We have a lot of pieces, you know, in our starting five and on our bench, we're so we're so deep. We can do anything for space, and that makes everything on the offense size easier, so if we can get stops, um, it's gonna be pretty hard to stop us. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. It is Warrior Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Matt Kolsky with you. With you at 888-957-9570. Give us a call. Give us a text. We're here at least another 30 minutes with you or thereabouts. And look, man. Gary Payton II was every bit that spark plug tonight and more. He was a legitimate scorer for this team. He did everything the Warriors want out of a reserve player. Played intense defense. You know, he and Davion Mitchell are the only guys I've seen successfully and continuously pick up full court like that. He made them stop having LaMelo take the ball up the floor. I mean, he has an impact on the game, and tonight it was both ends for 17 minutes. It was really excellent to watch. If you want to weigh in on that or anything else following, a nice win, a really nice win for the Warriors, a nice team win in another game where Steph Curry wasn't great. 510 says, cupcake schedule. Wait until All-Star break and Clay return before calling Dubs contenders. And, and look, the, some of that is true. Undoubtedly, the Golden State Warriors cannot truly be defined this year until we see Klay Thompson. But the fact that they are as frisky and competitive as they have been so far is an incredibly good sign, and it validates what I thought about this team coming into the year. And beyond that, the, the way the rest of the conference has played validates what I thought about that coming into the season. I just think it's wide open, really. I think there's eight or nine teams that you could make an argument. Maybe that's a little much, but six or seven teams that right now you can make an argument could win the Western Conference. Really that many. And look, for, for the Warriors, Clay coming back in reasonably decent condition and staying healthy into the playoffs is pretty critical to that. But to me, that shifts them from the bottom of a wide open six or seven to near the top of a, a wide open six or seven. So... I think they're involved regardless, to be totally honest. And maybe that's pie in the sky, but that's where I'm at. 888-957-9570. Tim, I, I hear it's your birthday. A happy birthday to you. You're in Santa Cruz, and you've joined us to talk Warriors on Warrior Wrap-Up. What's up, Tim? Hey, what's up, man? Happy birthday to me. 
I just yeah. want to say, Jordan Poole, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, and we can keep Clay comfortable for when him not to be rushed to come back, and we can be a winning team, and Clay to take his time, this team can go the distance. We got the skills, we got the bench, it's a strength in numbers year, and I think we can go, we can do it. Yeah, I mean, yes, and, and like I was saying, Clay is going to be the big factor in that, and whether you can really win a title, whether you're really likely to win a title. But look, Jordan Poole is still at a point. Clearly, we've seen so far where he's not going to be the most consistent guy. There are going to be nights where it doesn't look as good as it did tonight, and even tonight there were some moments that didn't look as good as the best moments. But he has a level of firepower that changes the way people have to defend the Warriors. And when he turns up his defensive level like he did tonight, he can really have a tremendously positive impact on what the Warriors are trying to do. You know, he was plus 28 tonight, and that is not a coincidence. That's not one of those riding sidecars with a bunch of other. I mean, Steph was minus one, and and they played some minutes together. So Jordan Poole really was excellent on both ends tonight, really positive impact and I really think you'll get enough of those nights that you will be able to compete with most of the teams in the league even before Clay gets back. And and Tim is right. That lets Clay come back at a, a more reasonable, slightly leisurely pace, which I think is good for everybody. Because ultimately, in the end, what what's going to matter is how healthy and, and how sharp are they in May and hopefully June. Let's go to Maori in Vallejo. What's up, Maori? Hey, what's up, Kolsky? How you doing, man? Good, good. Okay. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say, um, do you think this is a mirage? Because, uh, you know, this team could be under 500, uh, but at the same time, I, I, it, it's hard to tell because there's injuries to this team, all the teams. So I, I just wanted to get your opinion if, if you think this team could be legit. Yeah. Look, Maori, I, I think they're absolutely legit. And, yeah, there are injuries to teams. There There's a pretty major injury to the Warriors, two of them if you count Wiseman. So, you know, I think you can view the league through that prism. Oh, you know, some of the best teams haven't had their guys. Kyrie hasn't played. Ben Simmons hasn't played. The Lakers are missing a lot of their peripheral pieces. No Jamal Murray, no Kawhi Leonard. At the same time, no Klay Thompson, no James Wiseman. That's a lot of talent, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know team commitment from the Warriors that's not on the floor. Not to mention the other young assets. So, so you know, I think the Warriors stack up in that respect too. I just. The real key is is what level is Steph Curry at? And tonight he wasn't great, but so far this year I think he's shown us he's still at the level where he can be an MVP contender and he can be the engine that ultimately drives this team. He's still at the superstar level to be the best player on a championship team. The question is, can the rest of the team get to that championship level as well? And I'm not saying they're there. What I'm saying is there's, there's a lot of good signs. And in the early going... It, Everything is pointed in the right direction. If you were trying to design, and we did this all offseason, all right, what's it going to look like if the Warriors are really going to be contenders? And and it, again, it's not done. It still has to get 
Wiseman back and have him be a worthwhile player. It, it has to get Clay back and have him be some decent percentage of him, his former self, you know. Uh, the, there's no way to believe he'll be 100% of his former self, but a decent percentage, you know, at least 65, 70% of, of his former self this year. All that still has to happen, but in those plans that we laid out, the beginning so far has been executed perfectly. Big contributions from supporting players. Jordan Poole looking like he might have had sort of a step-up season. Surprising contributions from bench pieces that that look like they're sustainable to a degree. Nemanja Bielica again tonight, just 13 really good minutes. Gary Payton's ability to impact games in a positive way certainly looks sustainable to me. And you just keep adding over the course of the season, whether that's Wiseman or Clay or potentially the rookies getting to a point where Steve Kerr is ready to play them. And look, some of that's going to be matchup dependent. Some of that's going to be garbage time dependent. Some of it might be injury dependent at some point. But if you can keep the good feelings going, and get Clay back, and get to the playoffs healthy, there's no reason they're not legitimate contenders. No reason whatsoever. And I think nights like tonight show you why. Because tonight, again, is an example of what all the other guys can do on a night where even when Steph is not going off. Because, look, Steph, whether he's going off or not, he draws the attention. He draws the attention. So other guys get the good looks whether Steph is having a great night or not. And when other guys take advantage of those good looks, and when they play the level of defense they did all night tonight against a pretty good Charlotte's, Charlotte offense, a really good Charlotte offense, as a matter of fact. I mean, the only guy who really got off was Miles Bridges, and my God, he has added a lot of offense to his game. A lot. But they couldn't defend the Warriors when the offense started going at all, and the Warriors played solid, strong, like sound, focused defense all night long. And the Hornets had a bad shooting night, largely as a result. 28 from three, 37 and a half from the field. That's bad. So a really good team win overall, and those are the sorts of nights so far this year that really make me think this is sustainable, and if things go well injury-wise as we move through the season, they're a contender. I'm convinced of that. 925 Texter, did you read that Anthony Slater piece on Dre? Yes, I did in The Athletic. A great piece of writing, as the texter says. That is absolutely true. And just, I love when Draymond is forthcoming and shares his thoughts and I won't spoil it, but but I recommend everyone read the Draymond Green piece by Anthony Slater in The Athletic because he talks about that play in the playing game where he missed the floater and and why it went wrong and why he's been able to be more aggressive this year. And he's just pretty open about it. And look, he has some answers that might, like you might argue, you might read the piece and you might think that Draymond Green is just gassing himself up. And I can't prove that you're wrong. But I truly believe he's just being honest. I, I believe it is, it, is, it is incidences of honesty from Draymond Green talking about mistakes he made on the court and 
sort of where things went awry in certain spots and, and how he sees the game in certain ways and how, how you know, how he sees some of his turnovers differently than the outside world does. It's a fascinating read, and I mostly believe Draymond, and I mostly just give him credit. The guy is, he's a true basketball genius. He's just one of those dudes, not unlike LeBron. I mean, I know it's a weird comparison because LeBron is, you know, in addition to being arguably the greatest player of all time, he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. But those two dudes probably see the floor and and just in their bones understand the game of basketball and movement and where guys are going better than just about anyone, anyone that big anyway. And that's not to say centers don't understand the game, but they don't they don't move. You know, for guys who handle the ball and bring the ball up the floor, I guess is what I'm saying. To be as the size of Draymond and LeBron, and LeBron's even bigger, but but to be the size of Draymond and see the floor and and handle running an offense at that level, it's spectacular. So when you get a chance to sort of see inside his mind, which I think Anthony Slater did a great job of doing. I find it really fascinating. Strong recommend to that article. Good job by the texter for reminding me. And speaking of reminding me, I didn't even need the reminder tonight. You are listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified. You like that? You like that, boys, back in the studio? I like Me doing my job. You like that? I really like that. Thank you. Let's hear from the folks involved tonight. A lot of good sound from Steve Kerr at his press conference. And obviously, when he got there, the the first thing he was asked about was the effort of Gary Payton II, and he had plenty to say. Dominated, He dominated the game while he was out there and just changed everything with his defense, his activity. Had three steals, but I think he had several more deflections that you know may have led to steals. Um, he is just an electric athlete it's hard to stand out on an nba floor athletically because all those guys i mean it's the world's greatest athletes and he he jumps off the page when you see him out there and he's obviously got great defensive instincts to go along with that athleticism so couldn't be happier for gary think about how hard he's worked to get to this point um, just clawing his way uh, to a roster spot it's taken him about five years of bouncing around the league and I'm just we're all just thrilled for him. He he deserves this. Steve Kerr, what Gary Payton does and to dominate the game is the phrase he used, right? And and that may seem silly. And look, he only played 17 minutes, so he could only have dominated a third of the thing. But I think that's accurate. And even before, I mean, I, it was really the second half where I think he went off, but. I already, I mean, I'm looking at my notes, and in the uh, early in the game, mid-first half, I wrote Peyton's defense always has an impact, and he mushed all over Ubre's head, right? So that play. And then they had like a 12-1 to run or something like that. And, and it was Peyton's defense that keyed the whole thing. So... I, I I just thought his performance was excellent. And, and as Steve Kerr went on to point out, when you have a guy out there defending the whole court 
and in a guy's jersey, that rubs off on everybody else. Yeah, you could feel it. Just a few possessions that he kind of blew up on his own, and the the, the whole bench felt it, and they felt the, the game changing. And uh, we were just trying to grind our way through that game for about two and a half quarters. You know, it was just a struggle offensively, and we needed a spark, and Gary gave us that spark, and then everything kind of opened up after that. But yeah, he his teammates love him as as they should, and uh, he's he brings so much energy, and he brings everybody else's energy up too. And then uh, he also just used tonight, you know, when you have a, a guy like Peyton who has sort of a, I don't know if breakout game is fair, but a big night for a guy of his stature, it's it's the night to talk about all the great stuff about him. So somebody asked Steve Kerr, when did you know Gary Payton II was really an NBA player? Yeah, I think it's grown over time. I, I mean, I, I think he didn't have much of an opportunity last year. This year, the opportunity is there. You know, we've got kind of a new group. We are, are reinvigorated in a lot of ways, um, and he's part of that. But, you know, we felt like we could maintain our, our defensive effort from a year ago, and, and I actually think we're better now because of Gary, because of Andre Iguodala. I just feel like, you know, this is a great spot for Gary, and that's probably the lesson you know, for uh, a lot of young players is you just have to keep fighting until the opportunity comes along. And this is this is his opportunity for sure. So he's in the right place, and um, we're, we're lucky to have him. And part of what has made the Warriors better than a lot of people thought over the past couple of years is, is a top five, top ten at worst defense. And I think having Gary Payton the second, and as he said, guys like Iguodala, has allowed them to, to have an even deeper defensive team this year. You know, when the season began with camp, we, we really liked the roster, but you never know how things are going to play out. You know, Otto hasn't been healthy the last few years, and, you know, you, we needed to see everybody, and we didn't know if Gary was going to be able to make this kind of contribution and, you know, how many games was Andre going to be able to play. So there were a lot of questions, but we really liked the roster, and there's a good reason for that. These guys can play. They really can. And, and more than anything, they can play, They can do the things that the Warriors want their reserves to do. You know, that's that's what it's about for, for role players. It's, it's thriving in their role. And the Warriors, in terms of roster building, really leaned into the idea of we need guys less so than just adding as much talent as we possibly can. We need guys whose role, who, who can be stars in their role, so to speak, right? The old, the old star in your role bromide. But that's really what the Warriors have thrived on, you know, whether it was Mo Spates and Leandro Barbosa back in the day, or it's Nemanja Bialica and Gary Payton II and Otto Porter and Jordan Poole now. And by the way, Jordan Poole, 31 tonight, and Steve Kerr talked about that as well. Yeah, Jordan was great. You know, um, he had uh, such a great preseason shooting the ball, and then obviously a little bit of a slow start from the outside. So it was just a matter of time before he he got going. And, you know, Steph has been under the weather the last couple of days, clearly was not himself. Still almost came out of the game with a triple-double, you know, because he's Steph. But Jordan really picked up the slack, especially in that first half when we couldn't get much going offensively. So he was he was great. And he had even more to say about about particularly the scoring punch that Poole brought on a night when Steph didn't have that. 
It was a big deal. Uh, we needed his scoring, and especially in that first half, you know, we had a, a really rough first 24 minutes just turning the ball over and not finding much rhythm. I think the, the uh, having three days without a game, you could you could feel a little bit of rust, even though we had a couple of good practices. It just, between that and Steph being you know, a little under the weather. It just felt like we were off offensively. So, you know, Jordan carried us through some of that. And then uh, when the defense kicked into gear in that third quarter, it was uh, really something to watch. Yeah, and I think he's he's shorting them a little. It kicked into gear late in the second. But, but yeah, the third and even in the fourth quarter, the defense makes the difference here. They get everything going off the defense. They're a great transition team. And, of course, Great defensive plays always energize the building as well. Speaking of energized buildings, if you're heading home from Chase Center, last chance to weigh in on the Warriors and Warriors wrap up. 888-957-9570 is our phone number. You can text me as well. 925 says, I hear what Kerr's saying, but feels kind of hindsight is twenty twenty. If he knew all this, they never would have played the cut him and hope he passes waivers game. I guess, but teams usually know whether a guy is going to pass waivers or not. And I think, you know, that that worked out better for everyone in terms of what they pay him and how his contract works. I, I'd have to look it back into the details. But it made sense to me at the time. I can remember that. <laughs> Sorry. That's all I can tell you. I remember thinking that made sense at the time. Jordan Poole, of course, has the big offensive night. And, and look, one of the things about Jordan Poole that everybody says is at no time, even when he looked like, I don't know if that guy's an NBA player in his rookie year, in, in that lost rookie year, everyone tells you Jordan Poole's confidence never wavered. And, you know, I think you can kind of see that he's he's an incredibly confident kid, even when he's not playing well. And I think that serves him well. And he talked about that in his postgame presser tonight. Sometimes they don't go in. I, mean, I play 2K a lot all the time. Sometimes they don't go in. You know what I'm saying? So we shoot all the time in practice and in the game and workouts. We play, like I said, 82 games. Like it's just going to be some nights where they don't go in. And that's what I had to learn as a shooter. Uh, very early on, especially being with Steph and Clay, like just some nights they just will not go in. And then, you know, <clears throat> you'll get back to your regular schedule program and it'll be all right. He really is, you know, off the court, he's a hilariously low key guy and he really just seems to not care. And that's important for the great shooters. I mean, you remember when Clay had that long slump a few years back to start the season and people started getting all worried and he was just the same old Clay, you know. Even though he certainly was frustrated. It doesn't mean you don't get frustrated. I bet Jordan Poole was frustrated. I put in all this work, my lighten up the preseason, all of a sudden the regular season's going and my shot's not here. It's not that it's not frustrating, it's that you don't let it get you down. You don't let it make you think twice about the next shot, and and that has paid off for him. And and also this year, he has found a way to not let a bad shooting night affect his defense, and that's something he talked about tonight as well. And they do a really good job of lighting lighting the fire under me, you know, Coach Kerr and and Mike Brown. Uh, these last couple of weeks really been you know kind of kind of wanting me to be that that next guy in defending, and they know the offense is going to be there, so. Just being able to come in night in, night out, and just compete on a defensive end, um, it definitely helps our team a lot. 
It really does. They need him to be a two-way player. If you're going to be anything like a fill-in for Clay Thompson, you got to at least give the effort defensively. He's never going to be Clay Thompson defensively. Nobody on this team is ever going to be Clay Thompson defensively unless it's Clay Thompson getting back to Clay Thompson. But if Jordan Poole gives the effort, he can at least be average, if not slightly above average. He can make some things happen. He's a good athlete. And he's put on some weight. He's bigger than you think. So he can do some stuff on the defensive end if he is locked in on that end all the time. And so far, you know, it's not 100% on the season, but it's better than it has been, and it's good enough for government work, as they say. One last call before we say goodbye. It is Michael from Berkeley. What's up, Michael? Mike, Michael, you put in all that work to make that call. Wait, he's back. Michael, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Hey, Michael, what's Hello? happening? Well, thanks for taking my call. I know I'm, I'm on the last one. You know, I really like the Steve Kerr's. Ah, oh, Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. You blew it! Ah, oh, don't be hard on it. Sterling, you leave Michael alone. I oh. just feel bad. Damn it! If it was earlier in the show, like, I could give Michael some time to call back. But alas, we have come to the end of the show. Thank you to all our callers, including Michael, even though he didn't get to make his point. Thank you to producer Sam Lubman. Thank you to Sterling. What's the appropriate? Are you, you're the network coordinator for the broadcast, Sterling. But I, I suppose you're the uh, you're sort of our jack of all trades in the control room during this Warrior wrap-up. A lot of good work by Sterling back in the studio. Thanks to all of you for listening. And thanks to the Warriors for putting on a show tonight. 22-point win over the Charlotte Hornets. And, of course, if you're keeping track, the Warriors will be back in action Friday night hosting the Pelicans as their season-long homestand continues. That's it for Warrior Wrap-Up. I am Matt Kolsky. Thanks for listening to 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.